It is very exciting for me here on this episode of Method Men to be face-to-face live with my next guest, uh, Mr. Rick Hubble. Rick is uh, one of the folks that are here at the United Methodist Men's Retreat at Ocean Isle uh, Beach here in North Carolina, and uh, we are we're here uh, with a group of about thirty men, and uh, we're we're talking about the Book of Jonah this this weekend. Uh, but uh, first of all, Rick, welcome to Method Men. Thank you, Ken. It's an honor to be here. Uh, it's it's exciting. Yeah. Hey, Rick. So tell me about who who is Rick Hubble? Wow. The famous brother of Jerry Hubble. <laughs> Definitely the more attractive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Rick Hubble grew up in Syracuse, ended up going to NC State, where I wrestled for them. Very nice. And uh, retired in 2016. Retired from what? So I was in the medical supply chain field. Very good. So I was director of supply chain for a medical company called Teleflex in the Raleigh area. And uh, was in charge of surgical instruments. Was Another story for another day. There you go. But uh, anyway, retired, moved to Hatteras Island, North Carolina, spent five years there. And then uh, my wife and I said, you know, we're tired of hurricanes. So we go down to Florida. Well, there are no hurricanes down there. Ever. <laughs> no. So right now we're in South Florida, just north of West Palm in a city called Port St. Lucie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've got we've got a uh, a store in Port St. Lucie. So oh, do you? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, we're 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 talking about the book of Jonah, and you were okay. given the unenviable task of talking about chapter two, right, of that book, right. Um, when you were called to do it, and you read through that uh, that chapter, what was your first thought? Wow. <laughs> I read through mine and and uh, and was like, mm, my goodness, I am so glad I didn't get chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> so as I read through it, I got thinking, you know, it's a great example of prayer and how we can, no matter what circumstance we're in, God is there with us and we can go to him, you know, and in Jonah's situation, he kind of, uh, yes, he was running from God, like you mentioned last night. But he also, how long has he been running from God? What other things has he been running from? And and but yet he comes back to God in prayer. And it was just I started to get excited and started you, things you know, coming to me. Rick, this this whole idea behind prayer is is always been uh I'm not gonna lie, I, I pray every day. Mm-hmm. I've got a list of people. I mean, as folks learn to know that you, you know, you're a man of faith. They bring things to you. Absolutely. Right. Right. But I, I, when I read through this book, there's lots about it that made me go, what in the world? Here was Jonah that was a, I don't want to say he was a prophet, but he was a messenger from God, right? This was not the first, the first job that God had given him. Right. 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 So why, I mean, we know Nineveh was, it was a bad city. Right. But when there he's on the ship and it's getting thrown around and it just makes me wonder what what do you think Jonah was going through his head that he thought, you know what, I'm not going to do this one, God, I'm going to run from you. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Well, and then and then, as, as you talked about last night, he gets tossed into the sea. 
So is he starting to think, God, why are you doing this to me? But yet, as we talked about this morning, when he was in the belly of the fish, it's all like, okay, God, you saved me from drowning. I come to you now, and I know you hear me, and I know you'll answer me. And, uh, you know, there was a confession of all the things that he had run from. And uh, so it's really powerful. It's our day-to-day life. I'm like you. Sometimes I struggle with prayer. I'm not as consistent as I want to be. Um, I try to be thankful throughout the day. But, yeah, we all need reminders of prayer is important, you know. In the good times and in the bad times, as you talked about, right? Absolutely. Yeah. As you talked about. Our tendency is, well, things are going great. I don't need God. You know, he's, he's not there in the forefront. But we know what happens when God is not our first priority. And, you know. If we don't put him first, you know, we're going to have trouble in this life. But, you know, you want to be able to have that reassurance that he's with us all the time. I go back to the to this book of Jonah and I, I this, these things that made me go. Mm-hmm. What was he thinking? Why do you think that, you know, here are these men that are on the ship? That he's bought a ticket to for to get a ride on, right? Right. These men are about to lose their lives. And Jonah was willing to just, I'm done, throw me overboard, give up his life versus just dropping to his knees and say, Okay, Lord, I get it. I yeah. get it. You're in charge. I'm not in charge. Why do you think why do we have as as men, we have this tendency not to just recognize? A little thing called pride. Ah, there you go. And us men are full of it. We always think we can handle problems on our own. So I think God allows things to happen to get our attention. And in this case, he finally got Jonah's attention. You know, that that comment about God allowing things to happen mm-hmm. is very difficult for men and women A lot right, to understand. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, as you probably know, I've been battling metastatic prostate cancer right right and it would be very easy to go why yeah why did you allow this to happen right right and maybe i'm all wrong but i don't believe that i don't believe god says this is going to happen you mentioned it this morning you have to lean into it, right? And say, okay, God, how are you going to use me? Absolutely. Maybe God didn't say, I'm going to, Kevin, I'm going to give you metastatic prostate cancer. Yeah. Sooner or later, you come down to, why not me? I can handle this. With God's help, I can handle this, and I can use it for the glory of God. Because I think there's so often that we forget that there's a there's another side, Yeah. right? God's sitting above all right but then there's the devil that's mm-hmm. going all right let's see kevin work through this one let's see rick work through this one let's right. see let's see how this individual will work through this one right 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 so we we can't forget we can't blame god for things when it could be the devil that's yeah all right god let's see let's see your boy rick do handle this one boom yeah and he'll allow it because he wants us to handle it. He wants us to draw close to him and show that with him, we can get through anything. And as you talked about this morning, be that voice, be that 
light for others that are going side. through it as well, yeah, right? That's right. that's right. Now, have you had any of those situations where you've been able to actually lean into somebody that's gone that's going through something that you've gone through? Yes, that I, you've been able to you know witness to them with. Yeah, in fact, recently um, through my pastor at church, a young man wanted a mentor, and based on what he was going through, and my pastor knows my bad things in my life and things, how God has helped me through things. And and so I'm now mentoring this young man. And it's just so rewarding to be able to share with him. And there's not a lot of people I've shared some of my past with, um, but it was important for me to share with him and tell him that, you know, I've been there, I've been through it. Here's my recommendation on how to help you get through this, you know? And so it's very rewarding to be able to use those experiences. If you, Think through them, pray about them. God, how do you want me to use this experience? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, uh, it, it is rewarding and it, but it also, a lot of men, me included, I'm not, I mean, I read the Bible mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. like every day, mm-hmm. but you want me to do what? I know. God. I wouldn't know how to talk about that. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I, I'm not sure what to say. I wouldn't know how to witness to this situation. Mm-hmm. So how do we get past that? So in my opinion, as as Jonah did in verse, uh, verse 9, he says, I will tell about your salvation. And we can use that. We don't have to say, you know, I'm. I'm I've been through this. I'm going through this, but let me tell you how God has saved me. Let me tell you how, you know, and that's pretty easy to do. Uh, I talked to people about the boating accident we had Mm. in 2016. Um, I tell them, you know, God saved me. People, you know, I didn't even know. And we got talking about something. All of a sudden that came up and I said, let me tell you how God saved me through that situation. So that's what's helped me is I don't even have to talk about me thinking I was going to die, but how look how God saved me, you know, and I'm sure Jonah's saying the same thing. No, what a look wit- how God saved me. What a witness for, yeah. for, for those that are listening, let's, let's go a little deeper into that day. Uh, at, it was at the men's retreat in 2016. That's right. And you guys were out fishing, right? Yeah. It was my brother and I, and Dan, who was the boat owner and boat captain. Um, another physically challenged young man very overweight um and then uh a good friend dave green so we were coming in we were done fishing for the day i was in the back pulling in the the line because we were trolling for um spanish mackerel and we were heading towards the end that we were still about a half mile out and two rogue waves hit us sideways boom we went over um the first way god saved me is i came to i was the only one trapped under the boat and somehow I came to, and I remember looking up, and he made me so that I knew where I was, and I was able to swim out from under it. Um, and then after about a half hour, and we were huddled around the engine, obviously boats upside down, um, and my brother and this other physically challenged, very overweight, my brother as well, and Dan and I were trying to hold him up because the waves kept crashing and crashing, and and we were struggling holding them up because they're two big men. Next thing you know, God floated up a rope and we wrapped it underneath our arms and we were able to tie it onto the motor to help hold them up. Mm. And it was another 
20 minutes or so before finally someone from the beach saw us called 911 next thing you know uh fire department speedies were out there um so you know god helped that person just happen to look out there and see these guys out there and it's just like when you sit back and think about that i'm getting cold chills right now oh, yeah. thinking about it and um there were no sharks even though there was blood in the water it was very cold water but none of us got hypothermia um the boat was not going to sink and we were able to float with the boat it's just so many things that god orchestrated that day and then from then on i said you know god i need to thank you more for all the things in my life and uh, i need to work for you more i was gonna say that that to me i hear that story and i'm sitting here with you now and and i you know god had a bigger plan for all of you yeah yeah right he had a bigger plan for you absolutely we met up i made up these shirts gave them to the guys that said god saved me showed a picture of the upside down boat and i said let me tell you how god saved me so i used it as a witnessing tool and they go really what happened you know it's really a really a neat thing that's fantastic yeah. that's fantastic all right so now you're retired yep in South Fort st lucie florida yep uh tell us about tell me tell us about your church so exciting times uh, it's called Family Church of Port St. Lucie, and we are part of the bigger family church. So it, the, this the, is a satellite then of the. No, of- well, it is a campus, but we eat, there's 15 campuses in South Florida with the main campus in West Palm. And each campus has a pastor. They all preach pretty much the same sermon because they meet and go through blah, blah, blah. Um, we teach the children the same lesson for the children. So they're learning the same things as the parents. And uh, we've got about 15,000 now. Oh my gosh. Campuses. Our goal is to have double that or more in every neighborhood in South Florida. Um, and it, it's just exciting times. You know, we, we get so many new couples. We got this Sunday, we do a thing called First Connection where you attend this little lunch after service and you get to meet some of the pastors, some of the leaders and, and, talk and hear about the church and it's an opportunity to join the church we got 25 this this coming sunday it's just unbelievable how god's growing there's so many people in florida that need the lord and uh, so we're able to reach a lot of them and it's uh so for me personally um not to get too long-winded here but um so some of the things i'm doing is is they've elected me to be on the finance committee um over all the 15 campuses and uh so we kind of make sure the books are done right and kind of give a an accounting there. I'm also leading one of the Bible studies on Sunday, which is an awesome thing. And then on Wednesday nights, we have other Bible studies. And so my wife and I um, help watch the children so that the parents can go to these Bible studies. So oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Rick, I, I, there's, I, I just thank you so much for taking a few minutes to to uh, talk to us and and talk to those that uh, that are listening to Method Men and and uh, your witness is uh, is it's palpable, baby. I can feel it in you. The good, the good Lord's working in you. Absolutely, every is. day, yep. every day, growing me. All right, let's let me if you allow me. Let's let me pray us out of here. Okay. So good and gracious God, I just thank you so much for Rick and and for. Uh, allowing him to be here with us obviously being from florida and 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 taking time to be here with us and and sharing his love for you and and lord we just 
we're so happy and, and thankful that in that tragedy that happened in 2016, that that you've uh, you guided Rick in how he how you want him to use the gifts that you've given him. And Lord, I just I thank you for he and his wife and their activity in their own church and and helping to grow your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Thank you for their for their church and their ministry that it continues to grow. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to use them um, as you would, and and that you'll give them the resources that they need in order to continue to reach out. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just pray that you'll be with Rick and I as we continue to. Uh, to fellowship with these men this weekend, that you'll give us the right words to speak to them when they ask us questions. Yeah, yeah, and and Lord, we just uh, we give all the glory, mm-hmm. all the glory to you, and we pray all this in your Son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Kevin.